Hello ladies, Alvin here. How are you guys doing today? Awesome. And so today we have a special guest on our podcast. Her name is Pamela and I'm going to get Pamela to introduce herself. All right. Well, uh, my name is Pamela Leverens and I am known as the Brick Wall Coach. Perfect. Thanks, Pamela, for that brief introduction. So, Pamela, if you would like to help us and the audience here to tell us more about what that means uh, in terms of what uh, what is a brick ball coach or why you chose that name and, you know, what do you do? Okay. Well, that is a great question because the story behind how I chose the name is um, I started out with a uh, different type of business. Um, and I am an online business manager. Uh, but part of what I found myself doing was coaching slash mentoring people. Um, so I decided that I would just open up a whole new branch or a second business. I call it my sister business. But I couldn't think of a name for it. And I started to panic because weeks were going by and uh, I just I did not know what I was going to call myself. So I'm sitting in my office on a Saturday and I'm just literally brainstorming on a piece of paper all these different ideas I had. And I thought I've hit a brick wall. Wait a minute. That could be the name of my new business, the Brick Wall Coach. <laughs> Excitedly, I pick up my pad of paper and run out to uh, see my husband and and run it by him. And he's like, "I like it. I like it. Why don't you ask other people?" I'm like, "Nah, I'm going with it." <laughs> so I did. I did. That's amazing. Um, and and basically what I do is it's it's kind of a twofold. I do um, online business management and administration with small businesses, solopreneurs, um, that that, you know, venue. I'm looking for people that are um, businesses under 10 people um, or just solos. And um, it, it can be anything. It can be policies and procedures implemented. Uh, it can be calendar and email management. Pretty much any way that you think about managing your business is what I help you with. Um, and then the other facet of that is I'm finding people have problems with time management, productivity, and actually setting goals and seeing them through. Um, so that's where my mentoring piece comes in and I do a lot of work with uh, my clients. Wow, that sounds fascinating. It is, it is. So for the for our list for the purpose of our listeners, um, when you say you help them, do you actually go out inside? Is it all online? Like do you actually meet them in person or is it done through that is a great question too because this has been coming up. Uh, I run an online business. However, um, I do get to meet the people in person as well. Um, sometimes I, well, depending on where it is, I either drive or fly to my clients and we will meet. Um, and it's usually when it's a small business. Um, I will meet in groups of like, you know, 10 people to make to make these um, workshops workable. Mm. Very good. Very good. So why do you do what you do? How did you get into this in the first well, place? Well, I kind of 
put two things that I, two passions that I have together. Um, I really like to help people. I've been a big volunteer in my community since I was a teenager. Um, and, and I just, I really like to reach out and help other people. And I have a business background. I've worked in the business world for over 30 years doing administration and management for other people. And I really wanted to own my own business. And I thought long and hard about what it was that I could do so that I could bring those two passions together um, and, and helping people in the business world is really what it's all about. And I've designed it so that I travel a lot and I can take my business with me on the road, which is perfect. Perfect for my husband and I when we decide we want to take a trip. Nice. Sounds exciting. So what do you enjoy most about what you do? Um, that's, that is a tough question. Um, I enjoy a, a lot of what I do, most of what I do. I would have to say that I really like working one-on-one -on -one with people, um, getting... I like to, if, if we're looking at goal setting, I like to look back on what's happened um, what was good about what happened, what wasn't so good, um, and then move forward with with them. Um, it, it's kind of, I work with a lot of startups, and I work with a lot of, of people who have rebranded. Um, and the startups need a lot of step-by-step um, -step, um, instruction. And I think I, I like that the most. Okay. And where, where would you say is your furthest client? Because I say you, you say you take a plane, sometimes you drive. Do you have clients very far away from you, like in a different country or different time zone? Um, I have them in different time zones. I work with clients um, in Canada and the United States right now. Um, and the furthest that I've traveled to see a client is California. Ooh, really good. Very good. So, yes, and I am based in Connecticut. So I'm on the East Coast. That's the West Coast. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah, it's, it, it, was, it was great. It was really great. <laughs> it's good. So in terms of success, because you're talking about business there, I just wanted to address the thing about success, because some people see success as being the next Richard Branson or being the next um, – uh, Bill Gates or whatever. What what does success look like for you, in your opinion? What is what is success? Well, the way that I always um, address it with people is that success is exactly what you define it as. It does not necessarily mean that being successful means making a million dollars. Success could be that. Um, you know, you finally get to buy that house that you've always wanted or the car you've always wanted. Uh, success could just mean that you truly are working um, 30 hours a week and getting to enjoy your family. Uh, so it, it, success is really defined by each individual. And I, I truly believe that. <laughs> That's so true. This is such a valid point. Um, and then for, for people out there who are listening, they're probably wondering to themselves, okay, then, you know, for you, how did you get into this? So did you have like a role model in your childhood for you to, to get down that path where you are today? Because some people think, oh, I don't have any talent, so I don't have this or I don't have that. And I can never be as you or, you know, what, what, what caused you to be who you are today? 
great, great question. I love it. <laughs> I love it when people ask me this question. Um, both my parents were entrepreneurs. Oh, wow. Um, I have a sister who's an entrepreneur, and I had two brothers who are entrepreneurs. Wow. So I kind of, I think that's where my, my thought in the back of my head was always, I really want to own my own business. Wow. I'm just not sure what I want to do. Um, and, of course, you know, I had five kids, so I had to take time to raise them as well um, and make money to live on. So I didn't really give it all that much thought for a long time. Um, and now that my kids are grown up, um, it, you know, it just the idea of owning my own business has always been there. Um, and, and I kind of just was able while I was on vacation with my husband um, back a few years ago, I was able to just really give it some extensive thought. And I woke up one day on vacation and came downstairs and said to him, what would you say if I quit my day job and just went full time with my business, which I was kind of doing part time anyhow. Okay. Um, and, and he just laughed and he said, you know, I will back you 100% no matter what you want to do. Oh. And I came back home I gave my notice and wow, that's amazing. just started <laughs> I say just started but of course we all know that's not you know. exactly how it goes <laughs> I mean I had a side hustle um, that I started in 2009 and it wasn't even my doing somebody approached me um, I sat on a library board um, with this really nice couple and she got very sick um, and she ended up passing away. Oh but while she was going through this illness, her husband, they owned a business together. Her husband reached out to me and said, with your background, I need a few hours to keep me going. Could you help? And I thought, sure, why not? Mm -hmm. um, and it kind of snowballed from there. I still have him as a client all these years later. Oh, wow. um, and I just don't know if I'll ever... I'll wait till he retires. I don't think I will leave that. I enjoy working with him. I enjoy working with him. Nice. What's the best piece of advice that you've ever received? I would say the best piece of advice that I've received would be to make sure I never give up on my dreams. Nice. That is very, very good. And that came from my mom. Oh, wow. <laughs> that came from my mom. Expecting to say some sort of a mentor or something like that, but there you go. That's very good. Yeah. No, my mom. My mom raised um, seven kids. Wow. And she and my dad owned uh, their own business. And I have to say, I look back on it and wonder how they did all that. <laughs> um, we were happy. We were, you know, dressed and fed, and we never really knew that they, um, business and our personal life never mixed. Mm. Um, Sunday was always family day. It's still always family day in our house to this day. Um, we don't do business on Sunday. Um, it's church day and it's a family day. Nice. And um, we take vacations. I did when I was a kid. My parents would always make sure that we went away together. And I do the same thing with my kids. Even though they're grown, we still get together, whoever's going wherever, and make sure we take 
take that time to be together as a family. Because that's really important to me. That's really the bottom line. It is. You know? It is. Um, and then in terms of, you know, some people have sort of near-death experiences or, you know, something like that. What is the, the, the single thing that has a big, the biggest impact on you to date? Out of my entire life, I would have to say, well, that, oh my, that's, that's a tough one. Um, I want to say right off the cuff, um, there's really two of them. Um, my dad passing away 12 years ago was really, um, a changing point in, in my life. Um, and that actually came the year after my husband had a massive heart attack. So I was kind of still dealing with my husband's Mm -hmm. health when my dad passed away. Um, And that remainder of, let's see, that was 2005. That was a really tough year for me. Um, And it really made me stop and take a look at myself, my life, what I was doing and asking myself questions. And I think that's, kind of where I started really um, putting my life into overdrive with helping people, um, reaching out into the community. I'm, I'm, you know, a member of several boards and commissions and, and different Lions Club international things. I just, I felt like I needed to do something. I threw my, you know, so I wouldn't think mm. and, and remain in that space. I, I kind of threw myself into um, overdrive of helping other people rather than throwing myself into my work. Um, I liked being surrounded by other people. It made me feel happy. Yeah. Yeah. And I love giving back to people to begin with. Mm. Um, and it was nice. They were my, they became my support system more than they'll ever know all those years ago. <laughs> it's so true. It's so true. Um, it, when you say that, I just, you know, one of the reasons why I ask that question, because there are a lot of ladies out there who, um, they go through something in their life, whether it be a divorce or death in their family or, you know, some sort of experience, uh, maybe a near-death experience, a car crash, something like that. And they think, oh, you know, why has this happened to me? Why me? And they sort of go inside of themselves. And yeah. like you mentioned mm-hmm. before, they don't they don't reach out to achieve their dreams. They sort of put their dreams on hold and all of that. And that's one of the main reasons why I asked you that question, because, you know, for the ladies listening there who think, oh, well, she can always do that because she had, you know, A, B, C, X, Y, Z. Um, but for you ladies listening out there, you know, you just have to realize that you, you, you can use experiences in your life as a springboard to get you from where you are uh, to where you want to be. Um, Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, that whole year period really, really did change my life in so many ways, including, um, um, you know, giving up the home that I'd always known. And, um, I ended up having to buy my parents' home, um, and had my mom live with me. So it's just, it was like a really, it was one of those, I got her over, um, you know, dealt with her losing her husband of 57 years Mm. was a really tough thing to do. Mm. Um, and in meanwhile, thinking, hey, that was my dad, mm-hmm. you know, and, and 
now this is my life and I move my family and everybody into this home and take care of my mom. I took care of her for um, nine years. You know, it's, yeah, it's, you do what you have to do. And sometimes you don't even think about it. You don't stop to think about it until after it's gone back and somebody comes and asks the question like you do. You look back at it and go, wow, you know, yeah, yeah. You, you work with what you have when you can. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I remember when my mom died uh, just over two years ago, I, I, I felt like if the world had stopped, um, it was a whole shock of his little family. And I just felt, oh, how could I even, how could I even go on from this point to where I want to be? And now obviously I, I still look back in fondness and, you know, the, of the times we, good times we had together. But I, I realized that actually I've moved on. Oh, wow. I can't believe it. I thought yeah. I was going to be stuck in that time and waking up every morning wondering if it didn't really happen. <laughs> kind of a thing. Yes. Yes, um, exactly. But and yeah. time does march on. But, you know, but I, I like to hold all those memories that I have mm. so close to me. Yeah. Um, and I know they'll always be with me. And I truly, I'm, I'm the person who believes he is truly watching over me every day. And he would be the first person going, that a girl, (laughs) you keep going. (laughs) It's brilliant. So you mentioned obviously that you were on vacation and, um, you decided to obviously hand in your notice for some women who are listening out there. Um, they're probably wondering, How do I know when is the time, when is the best time to take that leap? So for you, what kind of, obviously you're in the business sphere where you advise businesses all the time and uh, entrepreneurs and um, people who are in business on their own and startups and all of that. What would you advise them to do is the best time to take the leap from the sort of day job into entrepreneurship? Well, what I usually, and when I say, oh, I came back and handed in my notice, I guess I should elaborate on that a little <laughs> bit more. Um, because I, I, my situation was a little unique in that I was not an employee. Um, I was an elected official in my town. So the election was going to come around, um, you know, that next year. And when I say I handed in my notice, I told them, hey, I'm not running in next year's election. You're going to have to find somebody else to do this. I was an elected tax collector um, for over 12 years in my town, um, accounting day in and day out. Um, so it, when I it was perfect for me. The timing was perfect because it, I gave myself a year to build my already part-time business into full-time so that I could replace what I already was making. So I wouldn't be hit with that, oh my gosh, I just gave up, you know, Mm. $50,000 a year and now I have to start from scratch. Mm. Yeah, I don't recommend that. Um, I, I usually tell everybody to start saving you know, start saving what they can so you can build a little bit of a nest egg. Mm-hmm. Um, six months is a good time frame um, to start. You have to start part time and you have to start um, building. You have to start somewhere. So you might as well just start with part A and build from there. Um, but yeah, really, I mean, I know people ask me that all the time and I hear it a lot from other people. Um that they really 
just want to work full time. And if you really want to work for yourself full time that badly, you can do it. Um, just make sure you have all your bases covered. Mm-hmm. You know, you're you're set up like a business. You've got enough money that you can fall back on if things get a little shaky um, and you're prepared for it because it's I'm sure you can attest to this. It's it is hard work. Mm-hmm. It's dedication is what it is. You have to really be dedicated. Yeah. Um, it's a big difference to work for yourself, whether it's a home office or an office space that you're renting versus going to work for someone else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then for those who are out there, because a lot of people, it's one thing to say, okay, I want to work for myself. A lot of people still, they're still wanting to know, okay, I want to work for myself, but I have no idea what to do. I don't know if that's one of your special areas where you can help people figure out, okay, this is your skill. This is your talent. This is your passion. And this is probably the, f- the few things that you need to sort of consider doing. Do you, do you cover that as well in your coaching or mentoring? I do. Yes. Yes, I do. I've actually done some webinars on it and I have, um, another, um, webinar coming out in, uh, 2018 on it as well. Um, and it, it's really important. There's so many steps to that. Um, it's not an easy thing. It's not like I can say, okay, this is what you need to do. Um, there's a whole, a whole, um, list of things. And there's actually a really good, uh, resource, um, sheet, like, uh, how do I get started with this, um, on my website that I have that gets people at least thinking about it. Um, because that's really where it all starts, Mm -hmm. believe it or not, is with you, you kind of make a list. You have to, you have to have quiet time. You can't have interruptions of kids and husbands and appointments and phones ringing. You need to give yourself quiet space and you need to think, um, you know, journaling and, and just making lists of what am I good at versus what do I really like to do? Um, where is my skill set? And then thinking, where can I take my skill set? Um, you know, where do you see yourself in six months, two years, five years, all, all, a lot of thinking, mm. a lot of thinking. Mm. Like I always say, a lot of my um, podcasts or even blog posts, um, when I talk about how to, like, for example, start a blog, I always start with mindset first, because like you mentioned there, it, it is a lot of thinking and you have to take, ask yourself the question, can, will I be happy doing this in five years time? Right. And if the answer right. is no, maybe it's not what you want to start doing. Today. Right. <laughs> Yeah, and I always tell people too, you're not married to whatever you decide on. Mm. You know, a lot of people will say, oh, I feel like I, you know, just want to help coaches. And uh, I don't know, I'm going to do email management for coaches. Well, you know, you might not always want to work with coaches or you just might not want to do email management for them the whole time. Maybe you want to branch out and do social media management down the road when you learn it. Or maybe you don't want to just stick with coaches. Maybe you want to, you know, open it up to 
I don't know, all, all women between the ages of 30 and 50 or men between the ages of 25 and 40. It's just, there's so many different things to do. Um, so just because you start out in a certain place doesn't mean you have to stay there either. That's a I mean, there's a lot of people that rebrand. Wow. <laughs> that's, that's a very, very valid point as well. So just in case someone is stuck and they say, okay, I'll start with this. At least they've started. Um, exactly. And uh, maybe down the road, they'll figure out, okay, actually, I'm going to pivot and go this way instead because, you know, this one is more attractive or, you know, it, um, it means working more efficiently, um, smarter, etc. Um, but they have to start, well, you're better off starting somewhere rather than getting um, analysis paralysis. <laughs> right. <laughs> That is so right. <laughs> and it can happen. <laughs> oh, yeah. Big time. Okay. So, time for some fun questions. Okay. Um, what is the worst piece of advice you've ever received? Oh, my goodness. Um, the worst piece of advice. Um. I don't know if it was a specific piece of advice, mm. but I do not like it when people tell you, you shouldn't be doing that. <laughs> you shouldn't be doing that. Why do you do that? You shouldn't be doing that. Don't, don't listen to people when they tell you that. Is it something you're doing that's making you happy? Then go ahead and do it. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good point. So in terms of people who you look up to or Let's just let's just put the question: Who would you trade places f um, with for one day? Oh my goodness! I don't think I've ever thought of that. That is, that's a fascinating question. Um, does it have to be present day? No, it doesn't have to be. Because I. Oh my goodness. Well, you know, I, <laughs> okay, audience, don't laugh because I'm definitely dating myself with this. Um, I would say that if given the chance, I think that it would be Laura Ingalls Wilder. Wow. And probably <laughs> back from, I'm telling you, back like not, not, you know, Late 1800s. Wow. Always, always wanted to be a pioneer person. Wow. Always. Yes. So when you say you want to be a pioneer, what did, what did you want to create or invent? I am absolutely fascinated by the entire way that our United States was settled. Oh, wow. And it kind of went from the East Coast to the West Coast. Okay. Um, and... Um, Laura Ingalls Wilder, for people that have no idea who she is, <laughs> um, actually wrote a series of children's books oh, wow. from, um, probably starting when she was about, I think it goes back to when she was four or five years old wow. and it ends with her daughter, Rose actually wrote the last of the books of when, um, her mom went to the, um, uh, 
thought, oh my goodness, the state fair, and it, she was probably 80 years old. So, I mean, it was like her entire lifespan. And That's I was amazing. always so interested in how they took this wagon train, went west, settled in all these places that nobody had ever lived before, built houses out of trees that they cut down themselves. I'm just, I'm fascinated with that time period. (laughs) Sounds amazing. And it sounds like a thing that I always encourage my mom to do before she died, like probably a whole year or two before she died. I keep telling her, mom, you need to write a book because she had so many stories about this about that and I and this oh so when it's when she died I yes. had broken I'm just like you didn't write the book I know but that's I know I say the same the same thing because I have kept journals since I was a little girl oh, and wow. I often thought it would be nice to put these journals together and I wonder if that's kind of how Laura Ingalls Wilder started did mm. she keep journals mm. I wonder I don't know it was just it's it's fascinating to me. A couple of my kids got the same kind of strangeness too, because <laughs> they keep journals since they were, you know, five, six years old wow. and could write. And uh, yeah, it's just something I think we just have in our genes. So oh my, <laughs> when are you going to write the book? Well, you know, I've actually written a couple of children's books. Okay. Um but I've never had the courage to try to get them published. And I think that's, that's definitely something that um, people don't know about me. And I think that's definitely something that I would like to put on my list of things I want to accomplish. Yeah. I I really, I I wrote one particular um, children's book and my older sister illustrated it for me. I mean, it was this elaborate, thing that took us a few months to work on and we love the storyline but no I she said to me how come you never sent that away and I'm like yeah I don't know I don't like rejection (laughs) oh my goodness I'm like I don't I don't know I don't even know if I know where to start and I shouldn't say that because I have a very good friend who has published a couple books and he has told me oh I'll tell you exactly who you need to send it to and how you do it and I said yeah 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 it's on my list (laughs) Okay, audience, if you're listening, we're going to have to cheer her from now until the next 12 months. Please publish the book. Please publish the book. That is crazy. Emma, you went through all the trouble to get it illustrated and you didn't get it published? I'm, I'm I shocked. Know. I'm I know. And shocked. so far, I haven't seen another children's book like it. No, they So don't. I think it's still, now. Nah, I you, think it's doable. The universe is waiting for you, by the way, just in case you didn't realize, you know, you're both on this earth for a purpose and that book has to get published, Okay. Didn't hear it from me, please. <laughs> okay, last fun question. Guilty pleasure. Oh my goodness. Okay. <laughs> Another, oh my gosh, people are going to know exactly what I do. I work all day long. This is this is how I reason it. I work all day long so hard. And one of my favorite things to do at night is to get up big dish of ice cream, preferably mint chocolate chip with homemade hot fudge sauce, whipped cream, nuts. And um, if it's winter, I sit underneath the Afghan and eat it. And if it's summer, I go out on my deck and I eat it. And oh, yes, I have to say that I probably eat ice cream at least two or three times a week. 
Wow. And I'm not talking small dishes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. So it's never, so I know some people have many different kinds of guilty pleasures, and that is one of mine. I have, I don't have any desire to give it up. I love ice cream that much. So don't you give, don't you go give it up now. That, that's, that's what makes you who you are. So don't give it up, but it's great. Yep. I can't yep. eat ice cream all year long, though. I don't know how you do it, but well done. Oh, I'll tell you, especially in the winter, if I eat my dish of ice cream, I have my afghan and I like wrap it around me and my hand is so cold. My husband will say, your fingers are like near frozen. And I'm like, yes, but it was delicious. <laughs> I have to think of some kind of warming device so I can hold the dish and not get my fingers so cold. It's <laughs> so funny. So what final piece of advice? Would you like to give our listeners? The final piece of advice that I will give listeners is that you should get clear on your message. You should get clear on how you want to move forward. Um, and then just go with that gut instinct. Don't, don't second guess yourself. Go for it. If you want something, go for it. Good. Brilliant. Thank you so much for that. Before we, before we close off, um, where can listeners find you online or wherever? Okay. Well, of course, I'm all over social media, but the best place to get me <laughs> is on my website, and that's brickwallcoach.com. And from there, you can get to the social media sites. Perfect. Thanks ever so much for joining us today. It was a lot of fun. Um, spending Thank time you with for you having today. me. No problem. And I hope listeners, I hope ladies, you actually enjoyed um, the, this particular podcast. And I hope you got something valuable out of it. If it only helps one person, we are very happy about that. But all good things must come to an end. But not really. We have next week. <laughs> Anyway, thanks ever so much for joining us today. Enjoy the rest of your day and the rest of your week. Bye for now. <laughs>